Hello, audience. This is Tanisha Graham, your host for Cue the Creative Podcast. I have a special treat for you today. Her name is Jen Buck. She is a professional speaker for over 22 years. She is based out of Arizona and has so many amazing, amazing things that she is working on. One being she focuses on empowering women, which I love and amplifies the voices of people that may not be, you know, being heard and their voices may be silenced. And she is passionate about getting their voices out to the masses. And I love that. So without further ado, I want to introduce you to Jen. Hi, Jen. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Yes, I am so excited to have you. So this episode is going to be about showing us how to use our platform. And some people that this may be new to, can you just explain what a platform is and what a, what that exactly means for maybe our listeners who have never heard that term before? Sure. So I've been a professional speaker for years. And so most people that are in this industry think of the platform as the stage, right? That we are working uh, while we're giving a keynote or a training or something like that. And really what I have done with the idea of using my platform is really about, you know, and everybody, I mean, this is, this is a common phrase is really about using the reach that I have. So when we talk about, for instance, my social media reach, it might be the people who follow me or people who are interested in the same types of topics that I am. When I think about my social reach within friendships and family, it's about making sure that I'm creating somewhat of, you know, an impact in what they see or hear from me. And so using my platform is really just understanding that I have people who are following me because they identify with something. And it's understanding that with my privilege, I have to make sure that I use the platform to get the voices heard of those who are maybe not being heard, not being seen or not being invited to the table. That's great. I love it. And it's so important that we understand that we have our sphere of influence is for a reason, you know, Mm -hmm. maybe we, there's something that we can promote or help others with when some others may not have such a big sphere of sphere of influence. And so I think it's amazing that you understand that and that you are diligent to do that. So tell us about your books. I'm very interested in your books. And I know you probably could talk about each one of them for an entire episode. But can you just give me a brief um, just description of each one? Sure. So I have over the years written four books. I have a fifth actually that I'm participating in that comes out in October of this year. So starting with the first one coming out, it's actually all about love and how love on whatever level or, or platform that is, how it's up-leveled our lives. So it's possibly a love story. It could also be about a chance encounter that brought on such an impactful moment that it catapulted you to do something bigger and better than you ever thought you could. So it's just about up-leveling love and, and how that sort of resonates with you. And so That's the one that's coming out in October. We felt like right now with the climate in this country being so divided that it was important to get this out as quickly as we could because, you know, it's just going to get worse as the election gets closer. And there are going to be very purposeful targeted divisions occurring. And I, I just think it's an important thing to do to contribute something really positive to what's going on right now. So I'm excited about that. I also have... 
a book that is called The Princess Principle. And it really is about identifying what uh, that really means to you. You know, what were you brought up with? Um, what was being the princess as a child about to you? How did it add to your life? How did it actually detract from your life? For me, that really was an interesting thing because I was raised with all boys. There are seven boys in my family and me, and I'm the youngest. And wow. I've got um, all of these boys and cu they're, they're cousins, but we were all very, very close because our moms, the three moms, are sisters and best friends and even twins. And so we, you know, we were very close and we were all within a really short age gap. And so growing up for me, there was this side of it where, yes, I was the princess, but that didn't bode well among seven boys. And <laughs> I constantly shed that. And it really is about me and my journey with attitude of deciding who I was going to be, regardless of, of the messages, the outside messages that I received. And wow. yeah. And I love it. Yeah. So they're all my books are all, you know, I've got there, there are a couple of more, um, actually that are in there, three more that are in there, but everything is usually about women. And this one that I just have coming out this year is not, but almost everything is about women and empowerment and getting more of what you want and understanding yourself and being more aware of your innate strength. That's virtually who I am. That's amazing. I love that you're so passionate in bringing your passion project about love because that has just come up so many times in my mind as I'm watching all of just this hideous stuff that's happening, I'm thinking, have we forgotten that we are people? I mean, we should be loving each other and we should just be celebrating each other's wins. And I, I, it's very hard for me to grasp. Yeah. And so it just makes you think that there's, you know, another kind of motive around. So, you know, tell me about your nonprofit that, uh, and what you do in Phoenix. Sure, sure. So here's my love language. I love contributing. I love volunteering. I love being an active part of my community. Originally, when I started getting involved in my community, I'm going to just be completely transparent. It was to increase my reach for my business. And while I've always had a heart to help, there's no question, I really started getting engaged in my community initially because I wanted to broadened my customer base. And what ended up happening is that I just ended up getting pulled deeply into some of the most intimate conversations about what was working in our community and what was not. And so ultimately what happened was I was really engaged and I was really connected just because, you know, I got involved for one reason, but the heart took over. And then there were all of these cries that started coming out in the media about these Central Americans who were, quote unquote, invading the border. You might remember that right around the last election that happened. Yes. That, yes. Yeah. That there was this big narrative about, about how they were invading. And so I saw it like everybody else, you know, on the news. And I live in a border state and I always have, you know, I'm from California originally, Southern California. And so I've got a multicolor, multicultural family. I've got every color in the rainbow in my family. So I, I'm not afraid of that type of narrative at all. But I also didn't think it was my job to fix it. And then it got louder. And then one day I got this, I got home from a vacation and I had all of these text messages and every platform that I had was like lit up 
like crazy. And it was about 9.30 at night. We'd just gotten home from driving 15 hours. And I was like, what in the heck? And I wanted to ignore it, but my phone was just going absolutely crazy. And so uh -huh. as it turned out, I decided to look. And every message was about refugees. People saying that there are refugees that need help. Jen, you need to be a part of this. You need to come help. They need a place to stay. They're going to be left on the street. And I was completely confused. And I called ah. and said, just go down to this church. Just go down there. So I looked at my partner, John, and I was like, I'm going. And he was like, well, what are you talking about? I said, they're refugees <laughs> that need help. He said, what does that even mean? So yeah. I said, I have no idea. And so I went down to <laughs> And about to it, find out. <laughs> yeah. And I went down to this church, got there at like 10 o'clock at night, and there were people everywhere. Oh my goodness. Central Americans who had been granted this, this temporary legal asylum and because it's a very long process. And they were exhausted. They'd been let go from Border Patrol and ICE. So this was all legal and quote unquote the right way for those people that, you know, have an issue with that. I do not, but you know, whatever. And mm -hmm. so I ended up working with these families and I was kind of dizzy and kind of crazed, like what in the heck is going on? What did I get myself into? And all of a sudden this woman came up to me and said, do you plan on taking a family home tonight? And I said, I'll take two. And I don't even know where it came from. Like why two? I don't even wow. know. Wow thought was like, what am I going to do with these people? So ultimately it was that experience with this family overnight with them and learning who they are and hearing their stories and, and seeing the scars on their bodies from what was happening in their country. And I knew I had to get involved. I knew that when I dropped off the last family at the airport, the one man who didn't speak any English, he never used Google Translate. He just sat there very quietly. He grabbed my face with both of his hands and very quietly he whispered to me, I love you, lady. Oh my goodness. As he left me to get on the plane. And I knew, it was like, I knew that there was something so powerful in that moment. And that is what spurred me to start my nonprofit. My nonprofit is called All Hands AZ because we need all hands on deck. That was kind of the idea. And I have helped over 48,000 people who have come wow. legally through ICE. And I work directly with ICE. And we help them um, with medical care, clothing, food, transportation, translation, travel services, and, and home hosting. And we've got over 700 volunteers. And it is truly a nonprofit. I've never made one dollar, not one dollar. Um, and it is the most beautiful thing I've ever done in my been a part of. Mm -hmm. You know what's so funny? I can relate so much to you on so many levels of your story, because briefly, I'll I'll share a little bit about me when I I decided to write a book because of a similar experience. I had dance studios for 18 years and ended up closing them when I had three boys. <laughs> and so I closed them and decided to, you know, try to do something else. And I was a little bit lost in that process of just my identity being wrapped up in that career. And I got a call in the middle of just really a financial crisis for us trying commercial real estate and everything. I got a call to take in a foreign exchange student that needed oh. to be rehomed. And I took her in and she became my first daughter and oh. she was the first of three. And I love my girls. I mean, so she was from Brazil and 
she was the first of three. And then we took um, a girl from Italy and a girl from Denmark. And now I have three girls and three boys. And so I have very like-minded heart. So it's probably why I aligned with you because I, it it speaks to me and I love them like my own children. And we still speak every day, (laughs) you know, it's really amazing. And it's pretty incredible that we all can still stay so deeply connected because I too am connected to my families and, and, um, we wouldn't have been able to do this 20 years ago, you know, stay this connected and, and for all the things that social media can be really awful with, and I don't mean awful because I'm not a hater of social media, but I know that they're, you know, dark web, they're really creepy things that can happen. The good that comes from social media for me is just exponential. It's true. And just all the technology and WhatsApp and all the ways that we can speak through Wi-Fi. It's just, it's so amazing. It's such a gift for us too. Uh, So I hope to go see them all eventually in their countries. But so I love that you do that. Tell me a little bit about what you do as your chief of staff for a someone running for Congress, a woman running for Congress. What does that job look like? That sounds so fascinating. I want to hear about that job. Yeah. So I am, I, in general, I am, as I mentioned earlier, I'm very connected to our local community. And so here in Phoenix, and I was early on a founder of an organization for women and it's a political organization and it activates and mobilizes women. And because that particular Arizona chapter had done so well, I was contacted by sort of the mothership, if you will. And it's one of the largest women's organizations in the world. And I was contacted by them to be on their leadership team. So as it turns out, being sort of the head of this state group, I then became the head of the West Coast, Southwest and West Coast of our country. And then, of course, the Asylum Seeker you know, organization was founded. And I was doing all this cool stuff that was really high profile. That's the key to a lot of this. And I've built businesses for years. Like, that's just what I do as a speaker. I help organizations thrive. Well, as it turns out, there was this candidate who happened to be my favorite candidate from the midterms in 2018. And she reached out to me one day to have lunch. And I thought, okay, this is weird. Like, why would she be, she's to me, she's, you know, so high up there and so impressive. And why would she be reaching out to me? So we went to lunch one day and I thought maybe she just wanted to pitch a little something for my group so that I'd put it out to everybody. And she asked me (laughs) what my political aspirations were. And I told her flatly, I don't want to be in politics. You know, I will never run. And she said, well, how about being my chief of staff? And I almost fell over. Like, Incredible. I just can't even believe that someone who's <laughs> running for U.S. Congress would, on that level, would want me to be involved. And it's not that I'm involved on the strategy side. We have people who are extraordinary with political strategy, but I'm great with people. And I know how to motivate people. And I know how to keep people together. And I know how to get people to move. And that's what she had seen in what I'd been doing. And so now here she is. She is, we are... Gosh, it's six weeks away. We've got our primary and we're going to win, which is very oh, exciting. Gosh. And then we'll go up in the general <laughs> against awesome. the the opponent who has held his position for 10 years. Uh, but he has been under federal investigation for two years. So it's not looking good for him. It's looking really good for us. But ultimately, uh, we are an all female led leadership team for a female candidate. Oh, that's awesome. And 
it's groundbreaking stuff. Like it's just so inspiring to think that everything that I believe in when it comes to women and putting women at the helm is in fact pushing us to the top of the heap. And it's really exciting to be. That is so exciting, Jen. It's just so much to look forward to. Um, That sounds great. So where can people find you and follow what you're doing? Sure. I am on every platform, every social platform under Jen Buck Speaks, and it's J-E-N-B as in boy, U-C-K, Speaks, plural. And so that means you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, uh, LinkedIn, Twitter, everywhere. I'm even on YouTube. I've got 60 videos on YouTube that are all between two and 20 minutes on how to do anything from deal with conflict to uh, be a better speaker, for goodness sake. So, you know, I'm, I'm everywhere. And my website is jenbuckspeaks.com. So I'm, I'm everywhere under that, under that handle. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Jen. I appreciate you so much. And I'm so excited to follow what you do. And I'm excited for that new book to come out. It could change the world because love is really exactly what we need right now. Absolutely. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate you. Yes. Thank you so much, Jen. Have a great night. All right. You too. Bye-bye.